This might be the most challenging jingle. I don't know. Just have fun. Zach, have fun. No matter what, it's going to be good. The everybody. I'm Caroline Kowalczyk, life coach and host of the Unpurposeful Podcast. Joining me today is a podcast queen, Gabby Ionello. <laughs> Gabby is a podcast expert, content creator, and the founder of Corporate Quitter. She helps ambitious nine to fivers start value-based, impact-driven businesses through podcasting and content creation, helping them create a pathway to ditch their soul-sucking jobs for good. She's grown her following to over 30K with listeners in over 50 countries and has been featured in dozen media publications, including the New York Times, Good Morning America, CNBC, CBS, and the New York Post. Wow, wow, wow. Welcome, <laughs> Gabby. It's so great to have you on this show. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. And it's funny to see on the opposite side how things are happening at this point because you were with me in the very beginning. You're one of the OG corporate quitters on the show. So, you know, it's it's funny how just basically, you know, things fall into place. It's amazing. Like, look, yes, I was just going to say, look how the tables have turned today because you're on my show. And I have to say, I've been waiting for this since I was on your podcast. Gabby is really the person that inspired me to just do the damn thing. I had been thinking about this for way too long and being a guest and watching her take action just really inspired me to go for it. And I have to say, you know, you were an incredible accountability partner for me, um, just making sure I was doing the damn thing. So anyone that's interested in podcasting, I cannot say this enough. This is your person. You will see why <laughs> as we go into it, but it is just so great to have you here today. So thank you. Yeah, of course. My pleasure. So tell us, you know, what made you catapult into what you're doing today? Because real quick, um, looking back on the past few weeks, you have blown up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Oh my God. Take us through that journey a little bit. I know that's a pretty loaded question, but wherever you can yeah. start. I, uh, it really is funny how, you know, they always say like, you know, it's overnight success. Like you saw me in the beginning, right? Cause you were the first podcast episode I did, but also you saw me when I first started in corporate, when I like, you know, like barely knew, like had a dress. I was like running around with, like, you know, this, like, you know, like a chicken with their head cut off, trying to like make it in this world. And so now to see six years later, it's like probably crazy. Um, but yeah, I just, I went full into it. I quit my job February of 2021, which is crazy. It's almost been a year now. And I just started doing podcasting as like a fun side hobby until I figured out my like serious adult business. Right. Cause like no one makes money in podcasting, right? No one can make a business out of a podcast. That's what everyone was telling me. And I was like, well, I might as well do it. Cause like, well, I'm not doing anything else, right? No money's coming in I'm trying to build a business, but like might as well, right. What do I have got to lose? So and it's very inexpensive. It's just like all around seemed like a great thing to start. And so as I was building both businesses, I realized right with the great resignation, also just a lot of things that I started to do were aligning. Like I felt really good working on corporate quitter. Um, that's when like things started going viral and this whole movement of people quitting was happening. So I realized, oh my God, I'm onto something. Like I caught the trend before the trend actually happened. <laughs> and so 
since then, you know, everyone's been leaving the nine to five, which has encouraged me to look at like, how can I help other people do this? Right. How do I make it accessible for people and make them experience what I've experienced, right? The success in media and even with podcasting and content creation quicker, easier, and probably with less, you know, money, honestly. And so that's what we've been working on for the past few months. Wow. I love that. Yeah. And, and I'm, I want you to go a little bit deeper and tell me like what your other business is too, for those that might not know, you know, because you also have a bunch of digital products as well to the podcast that I think because you're so famous for podcasting, what are some of those other, you know, business adjuncts that you have? Yeah. So the really cool thing with having an online business is that you can really kind of do whatever it is you want to do it. Same with podcasting, right? It's your show. You call the shots, you do what you want. So for me specifically, and I know you think this way too, Caroline, is you kind of are aiming for the like passive income, kind of multiple income stream type of reality. And so I'm not in a place to be able to purchase a rental property, but in this case, I'm leveraging the online space um, by creating digital products, right? I have a launcher podcast course. I'm working through something about building your brand, like TikTok marketing and going viral, how to pitch media, right? Kind of get to a place what I did, which is now I'm in like dozens of media publications and have been on, I don't know how many podcasts, like a lot. So I just want to, again, replicate the same results for everyone else. And I kind of took the guesswork out, right? I was the one who kind of suffered to figure out how to make this work. So now I'm just bringing it into a way that's really digestible and easy for people to grasp. Yeah. And I know that I'm definitely one of your biggest fans because (laughs) (laughs) I just have to say, like, I am so shy, you know, like I've had my coaching business for about three years now. And um, I've been really lucky to get referrals through my other clients and just being there in person. But since the pandemic, I totally shifted to thinking about showing up online completely differently and like talking to you has really been so inspirational and watching what you do. And so I'm curious what you can say to people that struggle with showing up because of what other people will think of them or just, you know, where to even start because it is so daunting. It's almost like our brains aren't prepared to be in front of millions of people. And so I feel like a lot of people hear you speak and they're like, wow, I really want to do this. But like, how do I get past that inner block? What would you say to someone that's kind of struggling with that? Yeah. I mean, the first, the first thing is to recognize that this is just a moment in time. So even if someone were to see a piece of content you created or something like that, it is a piece and it's a part in time where someone may be judging you and they're going to forget about it and they're going to move on with their lives. It's really irrelevant. And also what I've found even from my own success and things that have gone viral. And again, being in media is that everyone is always going to have shit to say to you. Like regardless of how good you're doing, someone is going to say something bad. And so you have to determine if your trajectory is to be really famous or be in the media or like get to that level of like success and recognition, you just have to grow thicker skin. And that's just the reality of it. So yes, part of it is like acknowledging that's there. And like, I don't even look at comments sometimes because I'm like, I just cannot even physically deal with that. But yeah. For people who actually want to get started, I found the easiest way to to go through this and go viral was through TikTok, which I know everyone says get on TikTok. But what's great is that unless you purposely seek out people who are in your network, like in your contacts, no one's going to know that you're on there. No one's going to see that you're making content. No one's going to care. No one knew that I was on there at all until I started posting on like Facebook and whatever and letting people know my inner circle. So mm-hmm you know, use trending sounds. I have a whole guide with trending sounds linked out that you can use if you want, but essentially 
if, you know, that's the greatest way to start. And even like with people want to build a business and they're like, oh, well, I have to come up with a plan. And then I have to come up with this whole, you know, like business idea and this whole like strategy thing. And then a website, like, no, just pick up your phone and start making videos about things that you're interested, like things that you're interested in, things that you excel in, things that you want to teach others about, uh, what you want to be known for, right? Because when I started, I was doing organizational consulting and plant stuff, but like, because I love both those things. Yeah. I didn't want to be known as that person at all. <laughs> I would yeah. rather be known as corporate quitter. So, you know, I ran with that, but there are so many ways that you can ask yourself inner questions of how to create content and on what based on your skill sets, interest, and like lifestyle. But yeah. just you have to get started. And I don't go through the route of planning to yourself to death. You just have to take action. Yes. Yeah. And that was actually going to be my follow-up question because, and I've said this to you before, is that your, I feel, and correct me if I'm wrong, that your uh, progress and the media coverage that you've gotten is really just like your mindset of, you know, if, if something didn't work, not seeing that so much as a failure, but just pivoting and being like, okay, that didn't work. Let me try this instead. And I think that that's where a lot of people oftentimes get stuck. Um, so what do you think has helped you become so resilient at making that pivot so quickly? I think part of it is honestly, I quit. So I didn't have a pack. Like I didn't have a backup plan. It's not like I'm sitting at a job and I'm like, oh, well, if it doesn't work out, that's fine. Like I didn't have a choice. And so this is why, you know, again, I don't want to put anyone in a place of like, you know, being in danger, quote unquote, from like leaving their job. But like you will reap the rewards in equating, like equaling basically the the risks that you take. Like there's a great quote that it's like uh, life shrinks or expands into proportion to one's courage. So again, these people who are uber famous, who make a ton of money, like they don't just like wake up one day and it happens. Like you have to put yourself out there and be really courageous and do these things. And so, you know, it sucks when things don't work, especially when you plan things out or like, I'm sure like I saw you created recently, like a recap of 2021, which is like so hard. You got to find so many pictures and do all this stuff. And like, whether you got the results from it or not, like it probably stinks. And you're like, wow, am I even cut out for this? But the realization is that it doesn't happen immediately, but it will happen eventually. And experimentation is just part of the, like, you're just being a researcher, right? You're just being a scientist coming up with a hypothesis, acting on it, and then kind of doing an audit and saying, did this work or not? What can I change? And then looking to the people who are it is working for and asking yourself, why did their thing work and not mine? And you're going to uncover things, silly little things. Like I didn't put words in my video or I didn't put captions or like mm-hmm. maybe my my lip syncing wasn't matching up or maybe this actually isn't aligned and I don't like this idea and it's not for me, Yeah, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that a big thing, which you mentioned is experimentation and just like yeah. being, being a little scientist, you know, and allowing yourself to just, or an artist, however you want to see it, and for me, like I, I can speak from my recent experience of posting more and showing up online more. Congratulations, by the thank way. You. It's, big, it's hard. It's very hard to do it. Thank you. It feels so damn good. Like, I can't believe it. Like, Isn't it? This like, is what we're people, talking about in 2022. Like, but you know what? It's a big damn deal. Yeah. But it's funny though, right? Because in the beginning, you are so freaked out about doing it. And then once you start doing it, you're like, holy shit. This is fun. This is actually so much fun. And then you're like, now I get why people make a living out of this and why it becomes easy and natural. It's because it's you're like acting. It's like playing a game. Yes. Yes. Like I got chills when you were saying that. And I've been talking to it with like a few of my other friends that are coaches. And 
it's just so beautiful because you feel like you're emotionally liberating yourself from yeah. what other people think. It doesn't mean it's not going to affect you. It doesn't mean you're not going to have your days, all of that. But it's it's like less about living in fear and more about living in your full expression and just doing it anyway. And yeah. like for me, a big thing that's helped is now I don't care. I don't care so much. Of course, it's good and it's important to learn about engagement and all of that and, and be able to learn from it. But I'm just trying to have fun. Like, I think like yeah. for me, my first rule right now is like, just have fun. Who gives a shit? How many likes? How many people are looking at it? Just show up. Keep showing up. And actually, I'm... Um, I recently found Simone Soul, which is an amazing coach that I recently discovered. And she has this thing called the Garbage Post Challenge. And it's about posting 100 times in 30 days. Doesn't matter what you post as long as it has a word and you share it. And the whole point of that is to really just allow your um, nervous system to understand that it's safe. And it doesn't yeah. matter. It's, it's, it's less about engagement at that point, right? And I think that's where I am now. And it feels so good. And again, I have my days, but when I show up and just like care less about it, because, and this is another thing I heard her say, she was coaching someone and she said something like, social media is pretty much neutral, right? It's your thoughts about social media that stop you from showing up. And of course, social media is built in a way that is tempting and the algorithm and all of that to like get us to want to be on there all the time. But at the same time, it's so much more empowering to look at it that way. And I feel like you have just uncapped that potential. And I'm curious also to know, how have you felt your progress has been over time? Like, do you feel like now that you've been doing this for a long time, that you still fall into that space of like not feeling as good sometimes? Or do you feel like you're better because you have more practice showing up at getting out of that feeling of discomfort? It's definitely 50-50. So I mean, I, every single time that I press record on a podcast after doing 60 plus episodes, like I still get nervous. Like I still get nervous when I like have to, you know, I don't want to say perform, but right. Get on lives, like create content. Like there is that moment of like, is this even good enough to, should I even bother? Right. Or whatever. But you know, I still love it. Like I still, yeah. when I get into it, once I get out of the funk and I just try press record, I'm like, Oh, okay, let's, let's get into it. Right. The yeah. emotions start coming up of getting excited. So it's just getting over that initial hurdle, which happens for everyone. Like literally actors, like people have been doing this for a while. It's not, it never goes away truly, yeah. but right. It becomes easier. So like I can, I, if I hear something on TikTok, a trending sound, I'm like, Ooh, I will save that for later. And I'll start get the gears going or like I religiously, instead of actually consuming content, I do more of like content research. So I'll scroll through Instagram and save posts that I actually like either the content or the wording or the like images or whatever. Yeah. And then I just kind of like, instead of like, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, but you put your own spin on it. So me like not only leaving corporate, but obviously experimenting over this past year has made me yeah. so much better in the way of like a creative and thinking more creatively in the way of providing solutions than I ever have before because yes. I experimented, right? You have to get yes. started. Yes. Oh, and that just like brings me to think about giving yourself the permission slip to really think for yourself as an entrepreneur, because I think mm -hmm. that, and of course there are corporate jobs out there that might've given you that opportunity, but I feel like 
for a lot of people, um, they may not feel that way. I know that I didn't feel that way. I didn't necessarily feel like I was in a safe enough environment to be creative and really like expand and be my full self, right? There was always this part that you kind of had to... um, you should have What's to play the, the part. Exactly. You, you have know, to play the part like, a little bit. Yeah. It's crazy how like, it's funny. I was just talking to someone about this today, the, the, the concept of safety and security, right? Because we're conditioned to think being in corporate is safe and secure, right? Because you have benefits and you have a job that pays well every week and, you know, affords you these luxuries of life. But then there's the other side of it where you don't feel safe because you have anxiety and like your brain is going all the time and you're never, you sleep shitty. Like your relationships are terrible. Like all these negative side effects that don't have to do with work. And so then when you look at that and you're like, am I really that safe though? Because my reactions to things are under like stress. Like I'm in a like almost like survival mode. And so when you remove yourself from that situation, yes, I'm in stress and like you know trying to survive while building a business, but I'm fucking thriving even if it's not monetarily yet you know, making sense just right now. Yes. Yes. And I love that you uh, mentioned that because I remember when I left corporate and I was like, I know I left, (laughs) you know, like I didn't know it was an ex, but I was like, there's no going back. And um, it's, you know, you go into a little dark hole for a while because you're like, I don't know what's next. And, you know, society I think has conditioned a lot of people to think, especially me at the time where I felt like because I wasn't um, making money, I, I didn't have worthiness. Like I had that happen and it felt so real, even though that's totally a fucking illusion. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just an idea. Right. But it was just like, Oh my gosh, I'm not contributing. Like, what, what is it that I'm doing? And I felt so lost, but really it was like, I was in it. I was processing unlearning, and allowing myself to think like I yeah. wasn't on autopilot anymore. And that can purge. be scary. Yeah. It's a purge. Is, exactly. No, but seriously, I feel like I, the version of me who was in corporate, when I look at pictures, I'm like, I was excited, but I had definitely yeah. had dead eyes. Like you could just tell it's a completely different person, like a yeah. shell of a human. Like yeah. I, you know, you're existing, but you're not living and there's a difference. But yeah, there was definitely a purging. I had to like figure out like who I was. Like, again, like now I drop F-bombs, like it's my job. Like, like right, I just I right. never did that in corporate. And now I'm like, this is the best thing ever. It's, yeah. it's almost like you're a kid again. Yes. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing because when you're able to connect with that inner child, then you're playing, you're having fun. And it goes back to, like you said, the experimentation part, being creative and, and not like, this was a big thing for me. And I don't know about you. I feel like you had this less just because of the way you were pivoting girl. But I was like, (laughs) I was, I've always tried to stay between the lines. Like I, you know what I mean? Like just don't get in trouble. Rub anyone the wrong way. Yes. Like Like, people please be neutral or like, be great, you know, don't be neutral, be great, but don't offend anyone, like all of these things. And so for me, that has been a beautiful, like my professional journey has been a beautiful personal journey in my relationship to myself because I'm able to practice that. And, and like, every time I feel like it's a struggle, I just remember like, this is a way of you connecting to yourself. You know, um, instead of thinking of it, oh, you know, my business needs to excel really well. It's like, it's a relationship. It's not just a business. Like all my, my growth, everything that I've gone through is 
just as much personal, if not first, you know, and, um, I even had the same thing too, right? Because in corporate, I don't want to say you lose your individuality, but because you have to be so neutral in so many things like, right, that you're what you care about and what you are passionate about and your beliefs is what makes you, you. And so if you're not expressing that, that's a problem. And right. There's two sides to that, right? Like some people take it to the extremes and it becomes problematic, but like the beauty is that you can find your people if you actually embrace the things that you believe in. And right. There's, there's, you can agree to disagree with certain people. It doesn't have to be violent. It doesn't have to be anything, but I, it's so fun when you get to be with people who get you and you know, but if you don't express it, then that's, you know, what ends up happening is that you don't find anyone like you because you didn't say anything. So it's yes, one of those yes. things. Yeah. And, you know, bringing it back to like showing up online, I think this is the beauty of being able to fully embody what you're, what you just said and then share it with the world. Because how else are you going to attract people? How are you going to, you know, how are they able to find you? And so when you kind of reframe showing up instead of like making it so much about you, not that that's not important, but, you know, just being able to see, reframe it, you have so much more fun with it because you're like, I'm, I'm attracting my tribe and those who don't like it don't need to join. (laughs) Right. If, if they make a negative comment, you have the power to block them. If you need to take a break, you can, right? But those things are still there. You're not waiting for your boss to tell you what to do. It's like, it's a big change. And speaking of that, I'm on a roll here, but (laughs) with, with bosses telling you what to do, this and that, I know from my experience that because I am a one person show right now, sometimes it's hard to know when to stop working, even if it's fun, this and that, right? You're always just like, so I'm curious, how do you draw the line or how do you navigate the journey of working for yourself and also making time to take breaks, rest and all of that, because it's just as important. Still figuring that out. I haven't figured it out completely. Also, because more so lately, right? Because I've gotten media coverage because people are reaching out more, like people are relying on me more. So that almost kicks in as a high gear of like, I need to outperform what I had done prior because so many people are looking at me, right? Striking while the iron's hot. So this month I've already anticipated I'm going to work way more than I usually would. But I, funny, but a, a huge gauge for me of like when to take rest, other than the fact of like physically being tired is I actually go through like my cycle, right? So I'll go through every single week And I will, depending on the week, will change how I work. And it sounds crazy. And some people don't understand it, especially if you're not a woman. But generally speaking, like everyone, every human has some sort of cycle or flow or rhythm within them, even men too, between different seasons. Like I know in the summer, I'm so laid back and lazy and like kind of just chilling and whatever. But in, you know, the fall is when I like kick it into high gear and winter is kind of like a combo, right? And then spring, it kind of dies down. So like you have to find your place. And this is why journaling is an amazing tool. Cause if I'm ever like in a rut, it's funny. I will go back into journal entries and be like, oh my God, I was in the same exact headspace a year ago, but thinking about a different topic or like problem. It's routine. We yeah. are not, we are humans who love routine. It's in, it's buried within our limbs that yes. that's what happens. So like, you just have to figure out what works for you yeah. and then just like trust that the universe is going to unfold exactly as you need to while yes. still resting and enjoying yourself and working. If you feel like working, there's nothing wrong with working if you love what you do, but yeah. if you're like dying inside problem, you know? Yeah. 
yeah, you're working twice as hard. Yeah. That's how I felt sometimes is like, yeah. But, you know, I love that you mentioned, um, you know, just bringing up the cycle and the monthly rhythm and all of that because, and then that you mentioned trust, because I feel like at the end of the day, it's going back and just thinking, okay, I've prepared myself as much as I can and maybe not, maybe not, right? But I trust that everything's going to work out for the best that it can. And it's like not the end of the world if it doesn't, yeah. you know? And yeah. I, I literally said that to myself before jumping on this call. And it's like you said, every podcast, I get a little nervous because I'm super excited, blah, blah, blah. And I just had to remind myself, trust. Like, I know Gabby. I love Gabby. It's us talking. What's the problem? <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'm trying to find all of these obstacles prior to them happening. And it's like, that's just taking my energy away from focusing on what is, on being present. That's yeah. really it. Because right now, like, this is us just talking. Like, I'm just being present with you and it feels so good. And it's like, it's just about trust. So I love that you brought that up. It is, but especially on like entrepreneurship, like because you're not relying on a boss or anything like that, it is entirely up to you to run this ship. So like you have to trust in your own judgment on when to work or when not to work, what content to work on, what conversations to have, who to pitch on things like. And so the more that you trust yourself and you can make better judgment calls, the better outcomes you'll have. But you know, that we're not taught to do that because generally speaking, like we don't even tap into our intuition naturally, right? We just, we just don't. And so the more people that do can uncover like their internal compass to actually navigate things as they need to. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious, this is like switching gears a little bit. And I just thought about this. So if I catch you off guard, don't worry about it. (laughs) Um, it. But I'm like, okay, so you've been interviewed by everyone recently. CNBC, you know, Good Morning America, everybody. And I'm curious, you know, what's a question that you wish you got asked, but you, but you weren't asked and you were like, yeah. man, I thought that this would come up. Why hasn't it come <laughs> up? I think it's more of just, you know, my history, right? Cause everyone has a story. Everyone has like that deep, dark place that they're in. And then they like kind of crawl their way out and get to where they need to be. And, you know, I think they are really, and this is at no fault of their own, right? They're the media. They have to make it interesting. They have to pick apart the things that are the most gripping. And so, you know, that's their job. So as they're interviewing me, maybe like five seconds of the entire 30 minute (laughs) interview will be taken. And it's kind of at their discretion of what to choose, but yeah. Um, you know, they're highlighting now like the the wins, but the not sexy things they don't really talk about. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, where I started in my corporate journey, which wasn't even in corporate, right? I worked as a housekeeper and a nanny and then finally got my way to corporate, which people don't know. Or like, you know, the fact that I've, I've done entrepreneur, I've done entrepreneurship before I've tried real estate and completely lost, like lost everything, lost my apartment, like had to start over. So like, this is not my first rodeo, but again, like, you know, people like hearing the story, but generally speaking, what's highlighted is the, you know, success story overnight, right? That thing that happened that like everything went crazy like this, right? Getting on the news, kind of going, you know, like in all different directions and blowing up. Yeah. I'm so glad I asked that question because (laughs) for all of you listening out there, um, it's, you know, it's glam, but it also takes work and dedication. And, you know, what do you think was the biggest motivation for you 
because I understand you wanted to leave corporate and you were like, I'm sick mm-hmm. of this. But what was like really the thing that just like clicked and you were like, that's it. I'm going for it. I mean, part of it is happiness, right? The actual basis of what happiness is, which isn't rooted around money or titles or the brownstone apartment or any of that bullshit. It's really rooted around like having good conversation and being with people who you like and like providing some sort of impact or whatever it was, which none of those things were checking the box in my corporate job, which would make sense why I was so unfulfilled because <laughs> I looked like success on paper, but yes. it really wasn't. And so, you know, over the past few months, things have been difficult. Like I posted a video, you know, in November, I had $23 left in my savings. Like I literally spent all my money on this business because I believed in it so much. And part of that fueling force, other than my own of wanting to create something and not having a choice, right? I said, fuck it and quit. Like I had to make it work, but it was the constant emails and messages and calls from people who are like, what you're doing is helping me. Like mm. this made me quit my job or this helped me change gears. Or like, I finally made my first TikTok or like, oh my God, I just made a sale. Like I just got up the phone with someone I did a free session with back in August who she's the sweetest, you know, found me on TikTok. It was like, hey, can I talk to you? Like, sure, let's get on the phone. Like, sure. Not within a few months, we spent an hour together on the phone. She not only said, but then, you know, that hour long call. She got more in that than a 12 month mastermind program, which encouraged her to quit her job, start her VA business. And she just emailed today and she's got her third client. So she is, she never has to go back. She's like set, like she knows she sees the fruits of her labor already. I mean, I didn't get that. I did it much. It took longer, but like to hear that, be like, you know, what I'm saying is not bullshit, right? I'm not a fraud. I actually know what I'm talking about, which is the hardest thing for most people to even understand, right? That what you're doing actually purposeful and impactful, but, um, money's still nice, right? It is a driving factor to create a profitable business, but those things of, of connecting with people has probably been the greatest joy of all this. Oh, that's so amazing. And I feel like I can, like, I can see that you're emotional while you share that. And I felt emotional while you were saying it because that that's totally what it is. I think it's just like, brings it back to deeper connection. You know, yeah. and it's like you really are able to connect on such a more deeper level that you just didn't have the opportunity to do that before. And the other thing that I love that you mentioned was values, right? Yeah. Like, I think so many people um, go through life based on what they think they should be doing or what success is defined by their family, society, whatever. And it's not until you really take a look at what really matters to you. And then not only that, but accepting that, right? Like, I feel like I see so many people that get to the value part, but then they're like, no, that that's not good enough. Or like, what are other people going to think about this? You know? And it's like, who cares if you like it, then do it. And, and you will most likely be successful, whether that's a hobby or your job or whatever, but it will create inner peace. And like, you just are able to be in flow, create, connect deeper when you have inner peace, right? Yeah, because it's true. It's true. How, how many times- I would never you- be able to do this if I wasn't out of corporate, a thousand percent. I've tried so yeah. many times and never worked out because I was not who I was supposed to be. Exactly. Down. Yeah, you only have so much energy. And also if you're distracted by all this other stuff, then how are you able to actually focus, Yeah, right? It's like yeah. this catabolic energy that's like floating around and you're just trying to survive versus being in a, a peaceful state or just like more content, you know, and it's not always so black and white, but you yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it's, 
it's a process. That's the journey in itself, but it really makes a difference. So I love that you mentioned that because I think this is going to be so valuable for so many people listening to really hear your story that, you know, like you said, it's not their fault necessarily. It's just like everyone's got a story to tell. And I'm so happy that you're able to share your story on here and through your own stuff, which is amazing. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I can tell the fun you're having. I'm always like, look at oh my God, at this point of like, I should just be an actress at this point. Like, it has become so fun. I crack up at your reels. <laughs> they, they are amazing. Seriously. Um, and I've actually started a TikTok and posted two videos in the past two days and went public. So that's a big step for me. And like part of it is just, yeah, just finally letting go of that. You know what? I don't care. Here you go. I'm sharing because I want to share. Let's see what happens. That's awesome. Well, I bet things like transpire quicker than you would think because you did that alone. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, I'm so from serious. A good place. Yes. And it comes from a good place too. Like it wasn't like this forced, you know, oh, I have to do it because everyone else is doing it. Because you were like my first friend on TikTok and I had a private <laughs> account. I had no picture, no bio, but I was like, at least I got Gabby on here. <laughs> like now I'm public. I got three friends. <laughs> so, you know, big steps. But um, well, first of all, I want you to share a little bit more about what you got going on, what's what's happening for you, because I know so many people are interested in what you're doing and you're really inspiring for a lot. So where can people find you? What's the best way to work with you, um, depending on who you are? And yeah, just feel free to share that. Yeah. So everyone can find me on corporatequitter.com. That's where you can find episodes for my podcast, as well as resources. We have a lot of free products as well as paid products, depending on where your journey is with quitting corporate or podcast creation, or even, you know, kind of creating content too. Um, if you want to connect with me on social, there's Instagram as well as TikTok. I'm at corporate quitter um, on, on Instagram. It's the corporate quitter, but either way, all things corporate quitter. And then in, just in terms of like working with me and things like that, I do one-on-one -on -one consulting. I have like paid courses. I have digital guidebooks. I mean, you name it, we probably have it. And if it's not there, it's coming. So, we're, doing a lot, we're doing a lot of things. A lot oh, of things. Love that. Love that. So much power. Um, okay. And then the last thing I wanted to ask you is what would you say to someone who's interested in doing what you do, but they don't know where to start and they feel stuck? I kind of asked this before, but I feel like, you know, there, there's always new stuff that might come out from this answer. Yeah. I, um, I think the easiest thing, and I know I said it before, was just to like create, just start creating. Like, yeah. even if it's just like getting a Canva subscription and you're just like fucking around and making social media posts based on what you like, or just taking research and like saving things that you like, taking screenshots, like actually do the action part because planning is not meant to actually carve out your goals and shit. Like it's meant yes. to just get the gears going. Like yeah. in corporate, they tell us to plan right? Five years, what's your 10 year goal? Like all this shit. And realistically in life, we really should be taking it day by day, week by week. And so that's what I'm encouraging you to do. Just take it day by day, play, have fun, experiment, create content if you feel compelled to, but you have to do something. Writing it down isn't going to do it. Love that. Love that so much, Gabby. Oh, I cannot thank you enough for joining, being here today. I had so much fun and I'm so excited to see what's next. So thank yeah. you so much for being here and we'll definitely chat soon. Thanks for having me on. Oh.